Welcome on the latest episode of Navy Snarks New Podcast. Cast, cast, cast. <laughs> I'm here. You're here today with your host, Matt Allen, and his co host, Joe Webb. <laughs> today, we're going to bring you the top five shopping spots for RC. If you don't know where to go, here's the places we recommend. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Aviation Arsenal Podcast. My name is Joe. And I'm Matt. And today, episode 92, we're going to be talking about the top places for beginners to shop. This kind of harkens back to one of our, what, earliest episodes? Like, it's like episode number two or three. Yeah, and and that it, was kind of going with the whole theory of, okay, you got started, you found us, you want to know all the things. First was kind of where to get started. And then second mm-hmm. is like, okay, now you decided how you want to go. Here's the places you need to go to start looking. You know, because if, you, if you're not, if you're new to the hobby, you don't know where to go shop other than your local store, maybe. And you might not even have one of those. So, Yep. So almost three years later, we're kind of hitting on it again that we may have hit on it. Well, we've kind of hit on it a couple times, I guess, when we're talking about getting started in such a year. But I don't know. Yeah, I know you put in a uh, sort of informal poll in the Discord yep. to kind of see where people were shopping and where they were finding benefits. So we'll be talking about that yep. in a little bit. We'll definitely bit. give the top five places that our Discord users use in this poll. Oh, did you actually rank them? Yeah. Nice. It, it, it was a pretty clear, it was pretty clear winners. Oh, on those. yeah. Very nice. Thank you for taking that tally. No, no problem. Thank you for thank you, Discord users, for uh, chiming in and letting us know where you shop, so that we know where to put affiliate links. Just kidding, we haven't done that yet. But <laughs> no, seriously, I, I really appreciate. That. Uh, honestly, I've always been curious, kind of where other people shop. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. I know where I tend to go, but I'm always kind of curious. Am I going? Are there other places out there that I'm I'm not seeing? You know, any answer be, is. Um, there's a kind couple, of. kind of, but not too many. Okay. Yeah, m- most of the places I'm well aware of. So, Well, before we get into all that, um, let's talk about some community events. We can talk a little bit about what we've been doing, mm-hmm. and then we can dive into the history segment and then that. Okay. Uh, community cool. stuff. You've got Bilgeware that's kicking off, right? Bilgeware starts tonight. Uh, we're recording on the 31st of January, so... Uh, in two hours, hopefully we stop recording by in then. An hour and forty six and <laughs> an a hour. half minutes. Uh, it will begin officially. I will put down a green flag on the on the forums as a post of and get markets at go, um, and then yeah, it's off off and running. And uh, so I'm gonna have a build party tomorrow night, which was already in the past. So if you join me, thank you, and I hope we had a good time. I'm sure we did. Um, 
And then we're going to have one pretty much every weekend after that. Uh, I think you got a sim party, right? Next, next yes. Friday? Yes. So this coming Friday from when this episode releases, we're doing a sim party. Um, Phoenix, pretty sure. Yeah. That's, that's the one. Yeah, Phoenix. Phoenix so RC Phoenix. V6, right? 6.0. Uh, yeah. Links are, we've got links. We've actually got a whole channel for Phoenix RC links at the top of our Discord server. <laughs> Um, yep. so if you're interested in coming to the sim party, join the discord. If you haven't already, mm-hmm. uh, accept the, accept the rules, go to your role select channel, set yourself up as a sim pilot. And then yep. once you accept the rules, then your, um, all the other channels open up and there's a mm-hmm. channel that we use to hold all those links. So right. we have a, all, all the, that down, all the links to the things. And we have, I think, a Either there's a brief description or at least there's links to videos on how to get started with it. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you can always reach out to, in the Sim channel, reach out to Joe and or I and say, hey, I'm having this kind of problem. And if one of our Discord users, if it's not us, we'll, we'll see what we can do to help you out, I'm sure. Right. Because as I've mentioned before, there's Windows did something weird with the controller and or the um, transmitter drivers when you're... Yep using it as a joystick kind of system. So if you have any problems, reach out to one of us, preferably me, because yep. uh, I have worked on that, and I can assist you with it. But that's going to be... And I'm, and I'm old and get annoyed by that stuff, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not like I'm into IT now or anything. Uh, but... <laughs> yeah, well, fair uh, That's going to be Friday, uh, the 9th of February, 8 okay. p.m. Eastern Standard? Yep, Eastern Standard. Daylight is in the summer. Okay. I can never remember that, but it's okay. 8 p.m. Um, and I think Discord will list it as local times if you're mm-hmm. looking at yep. the events in Discord. It, so it will. Come out, yep. have fun, join me. Um, yep. There's a few people that are planning to come out, and yeah, I'll see if there's anything fun I could put together for that other than all of us just being in a lobby flying planes. But. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, they have a balloon pop that's usually kind of fun, but uh, oh, yeah, I, I, we've checked that out. Sometimes it's entertaining. It's more of an excuse to to practice RC and chat with people that care about RC. Hmm. <clears throat> I mean, at, okay. at very worst, it's better than that. But you know, um, and I've got Bilderoy parties each weekend, so it, I'm not. I originally set it out to be the ninth every Friday, right? But uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be with the sim party or trace trying to join in with that a little bit. Um, and I'm, I may be building as I do that too. Um, but I've also set a build build party for Saturday um, about midday so that uh, anybody who's in uh, the European theater might be able to um, join us with that. Mm-hmm. So that's a week two challenge. And then we'll go back to the Fridays uh, on week three, four. And I think the last week, I have it set as March 1st. I don't know how to fix that, um, but it's going to be the 28th. It'll be the last day. Hopefully, we can kind of reach out. Uh, people won't be building, but maybe we can just kind of get together and chat about how it went, you know, uh, what people's feedback was. And at, at that point, you're probably pulling all the videos that you, you tried to film about you flying or not. Um, yeah, it'd just be kind of a good recap time, I think. You so, want that date to be what? The 28th of February. So it's the Thursday. It's updated. I got yeah. you. You're the best. All right. 
Um, good. So yeah, so we're setting those up and I'm going to try to, I'm really terrible with, uh, making notifications on all the different places, but I will definitely put it, um, I've already got events set up in discord. So if you're part of our discord, another reason to join your discord, um, there's links in every show note, uh, most of the episodes. So click on that link. Like Joe said, you're going to be shunted to only one channel where it's basically the rules. So, and then click on a, an emoji to, to show that you know that you've read the rules and then all the other channels kind of roll uh, open up. Uh, we also recommend you pick a role so that way you get notified when things happen that pertain to those roles. Otherwise, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to joining us. When you do, you, there's events at the very top of the column of channels and mm-hmm. that, that you, can, you can show you're interested and it'll notify you when they start coming close. So um, we're also going to try to put it out on social media. I might put a quick YouTube video together. I'm not sure. From how often we talk about it, you'd think we were trying to push the server or something. Um, honestly, it's a lot of, I don't, it's a lot more fun. Yeah. I, I really. Be, be able to talk to people. I was just. Yeah. Ma- yeah making we, it funny. <laughs> no, we do. And we do. We do. <laughs> it because, fell flat. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, you made it sound like we're just, we're trying to be shills, but I, I think, but you've got, I mean, you got a point cause it does sound like that, but I think in all honesty, it ends up being, um, a rewarding place to get, uh, real-time feedback. Uh, about the hobby things you're thinking um if you have a question about stuff uh maybe you want to share an idea and you know get some feedback flight test forums are really good for that rc groups are also good for that but you're mm-hmm. you know you're not going to get some of that stuff is not going to have instant feedback right so these guys are literally in there all the time and if they see it they're gonna be like well it's really cool uh the problem yeah. is is the mental shelf life for it is pretty quick is you know again if a lot of people are responding to your thing it's not going to hold up and it's not going to be on the screen for terribly, you know, for maybe a day. So what people will see. So, mm-hmm. so that's the that's the downside of it, right? The forums tend yeah, to suppose it's true. be yeah. easier to digest for a longer period, right? So mm-hmm. everything has its place. But again, this is where if you got like, hey, I'm trying to work through this thing, um, and uh, we might be able to point you in in the right direction, get that solved, because we want to see you in the air just as much as you want to be in there. Nice. Yeah, I think so. All right, journey time. Um, I know to I know I ordered in some soldering equipment, and I've been talking about the lights I've been working on. Still having trouble with those. I know it's not hobby necessarily related, but that's just what I've been working on. And what? tonight I actually desoldered a bad switch out of my mouse, and something went wrong. Out and of your I don't mouse. Know if it's yeah, out of my uh, computer mouse. Weird. Yeah, it had a bad switch in it, and now okay. I've put in a switch, and it's acting bad, too. Oh. So I'm not sure what to do, but um, um, just getting nice. soldering skills for when I go to right? soldering ESC or something. Well, well, part of what you're working with the RGB is that you're trying to get RGB to be programmable mm-hmm. for, for more than just whatever the little... Uh, I, I, I thought I had a remote right here where they have all the different colors and the timers on the things. Like it's, it's its own control board, which is great. But what if you're like you and me where you want to tie that to a throttle value, right? You want to, you want to tie it to a PWM signal, which would be smarter, right? Like yeah. for what we do. So if we can, if you can figure out a way to do that, and I know that there's a way, um, that's going to be pretty awesome because the RGB lights, are a heck of a lot cheaper than the individual 
addressable LEDs, right? Yeah, and the hope is that as I figure this stuff out, it'll be easier for me to return to the um, Arduino Nano six channel deal that i was trying to have ready for us for flight fest and that just yep. ended up not working so gotcha well i mean look if you're gonna build a new noob wonder really big it wouldn't hurt to have that all set up in there yeah that's uh if i want to get started on that i gotta get started on that in the next week or two so yep. hopefully by <clears> next <throat> episode i'll at least have a truss built you can join us in the build nights i could I might. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it'd be an excuse for you to get together and, and hang out with us while you're like, oh, yeah, maybe I should build a little bit. And I'll get mm -hmm. you some progress done. Start seeing it come together pretty quick. I yeah, I might do that. Okay. okay. What have you yeah. been working on? Uh, uh, mostly shop. Um, I rearranged some of the tables and I, I started pulling apart some boxes because I'm not sure that I'm going to do it, but I, I want to do some hot wire cutting. Because I may do, because I'm famously known for doing some stupid new something for the Builderoy build. Because, you know, I've got all month for, for that. So <laughs> why not, right? I don't have other projects at all. Um, so I, I was looking for the wire and I was looking for the power plug that I bought to go with that so that I can control the temp. Um, and I also needed it for something else. And I, I couldn't find the darn thing. So I started hmm. pulling apart box here and box there and then. Well, I started putting all that stuff in the appropriate containers and making appropriate containers for it. So I'm starting to get through the boxes that I just shoved on shelves so that they were out of the way and starting to get the, the rest of the things in the right spot, getting rid of the cardboard boxes that I had and putting mm -hmm. them in the totes and things. So getting a little bit more organized. So I uh, made some headway in that, which was actually felt pretty good. Um, so I'll be doing some of that. I think one of the projects I might be tackling is a small paint booth. Um, as something I want to get together, I've got a airbrush that I, I, would I picked love up. To get so, one of those. right. I, so I decided, I saw one of the reviewers like, Oh, this is one of the best, easiest beginner kind of deals. I'm like, cool. This is all I need. Um, so I bought one and I'm like, uh, oh, that's kind of, I mean, it's cool, but I don't really have a good place to, to do that. Shoot. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Let me look into doing that. And it looks like it's a relatively fun kind of simple project. Mm -hmm. Um, so we'll see. We'll see where that goes. That's uh, in the in the wings, as it were. I've been steadily working on the the very large airborne aircraft carrier, and I've got uh, both wings fully covered. I've got the the landing. We'll call it the the landing wide wing or plate wing. Um, right. Those are done, and I kind of blocked out where I think they're going to sit, and I'm building the fuse trussing and the fuse because I, I didn't I don't know I didn't think it through I, I said okay wings go here think does that shape is this <laughs> this is the chute that's gonna launch all the planes which is the part I'm excited about I'm like I didn't really think through how exactly yeah how am I gonna support all that I've got I've got a couple of ideas and honestly it's just kind of two side plates very similar to how I built the uh the clerican with the, okay. you know, the big, broad side panels, but basically in, internal trussing. But those tr the trussing and the side panels have large holes. And I'll put a mm -hmm. film over top to make it one steady surface. It, it's easy to keep unwrinkled. It creates a solid, sturdy surface and a very strong 
lightweight uh, design. So I'm going to set that up for the internal structure, um, and then I'm going to work on the shooting mechanism pretty quick. I think I'm going to start with rubber bands uh, at the moment uh, for now, but uh, the goal is to get a spinning wheel launcher basically right. in there. Um, yeah, and I've got the two motors set aside, so I've got to build some power pod setups. I was going to download some of those uh, today, and it's, I've got a deliverable on Thursday. It's t uh, tomorrow. Uh, so it's been hot and heavy all week. Yeah, work, you were so telling I, me about some of that. Yeah, I just I had I had a day get wasted, and that's at the end of the, the right before a deliverable is, or it's basically the review part of the deliverable. But that's like the very first part of hey, we're almost done. We're gonna send it out. Everybody, take a look at this. Um, so internally, it's like we finished. Uh, everybody, look at it, make comments so that we can polish it right. Um, and yeah, we, we like two days before we're, cause we're going to post Thursday. It was like yesterday or the day before <clears throat> we had somebody kind of come, Oh, I finally looked at this. Uh, yeah. What you're going to do isn't going to work. It's like, we've been doing this for four months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Where anyway, were you three months ago? Exactly. And then, so it's like, okay, whatever. Ultimately it's better to know now than when it gets finished. Right. Uh, cause dollar signs get much greater when it goes out the out the door right so um yeah so that that project has kind of taken up normally i kind of have a you know my lunch times have been 15 minutes you know it's not mm -hmm. enough time to really kind of tackle pieces of this so um yeah i i you know so hopefully i'll get to the rest of this um in the next couple of days I, I would love to try to see it get in the air i was hoping to print out like basically the um a pod container, much like the Kraken has, and a and a pod, and I basically set up two pods in the wings, put the batteries in there directly, um, just to get it flying right. You know, mm -hmm. um, I have other things I've got to test, and I can certainly start putting those together too. We just set up solar panels, setting up the the larger motors I want to have on the big size thing, so I can start testing RPMs and amp draw and all that kind of stuff um, uh, on that apparatus. So that way, when we're ready, we know how I know how I got to set it up um, and I've got it tested uh, with this other system. I can start putting the FPV system in there to make sure that that's set up and working because um, I can I can certainly set it up on the little guy as well as the big guy. Just kind of translating it. Um, so right now, yeah, again, building the, the fuse truss structure, I'm hoping to get that done by the end of the week. I'd like to give it a. Uh, an initial chuck this weekend. Oh, uh, it, it's, I know it's a little ambitious, but I want to get that done. Cause if I can get that done, I will be one, it'll get it off the table for buildery a little bit. Plus that's the first thing I'm building in buildery is four disc planes that, <laughs> well, they're not the ones that I'm sizing for this individual plane. They're also small enough to be able to land on there. So I would like to be able to fly it around and, and, if I can get somebody to fly the disc planes and see if they can land on it, mm -hmm. it's, it's a good case, uh, case study on it. So, um, yeah, it's, so it'd be like a winner winner on a couple different fronts, right? I get the, one of the, a couple of the build jewelry, uh, builds done. Um, I'd get the test flights in and I'd be able to test, uh, some of the, some of the setup. And then I have most of the month to kind of fiddle with that and get it, get it set, making progress in between the, uh, Buildery builds. Winner, winner, chicken Alfredo dinner. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah, ain't that the truth? Yeah. Yeah, so things are moving steady. I was kind of hoping I'd be a little bit further along, but my my couch and um, almost all of The Walking Dead claimed me. Half of the walking. <laughs> uh, I ended up. I was like, oh, well, I forgot. They have the whole. I, you know, I finally figured out where I was in the story. I was like, oh, I got to see the rest. So I ended up finishing. It was good. Um, yeah, but that's so. Yeah, we. Uh, that's most of the journey. Um, it's going to get active in the next couple of weeks. So, if you uh, if you want to join the nonsense or see what progress I'm making, join us. Join me on one of the build nights. Yeah, I promise you, uh, I'll be working on something. And whatever project that I'm also working on is going to be in the background. She is snoring up an absolute storm over there. That just means she's relaxed and safe. She's relaxed all right. She's spread all across that bed. Okay. <laughs> anyway, okay. history segment, eh? Yep. Uh, so we had a request. We, we talked about this a little while ago, you and I, about mm-hmm. pulling in some of the listener requests that we... You said that you had pulled them aside and had a small list. And I was like, okay, great. Um, so this is a listener request from Sasha. I think he goes, uh, f- it was a flyer and foam. No, wait, what is that? Shoot. I closed Fly, the list and I can't. Flying in style. Ah, that's it. Flying in style. F- fl- flyer in style. That's it. Um, and he is, uh, he's one of our younger members and he is just, he loves planes. He's, he's an incredible kid to just talk down sit down and talk uh, about planes with and I mean, he really knows the stuff it's really cool so he's like oh we can you talk about the the draken the j35 saab draken it's a swedish air force plane uh that was designed in at the end of world war ii during the beginning of the jet age kind of as the like, probably the f-14 was kind of coming in its infancy maybe something similar mm-hmm. yeah so in 1948 the Swedish uh, developed an unstable double delta wing supersonic jet fighter that started out going Mach 1.5 or 1.4, and it eventually developed into a Mach 2.0 Oof. aircraft. So it it is uh, quite something to behold. In 1948, man, that was cooking. Yeah. I mean, that's cooking today. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, mo- most of the planes kind of get to the one and one point. For, and they, they do have afterburner to two, right? But mostly that's that's high end, no matter which way you shake it, right? I mean, do you do you need to go much faster on that, really? Well, I don't know, depends on what you're trying to do, right? Um, I guess that's true. And and this is this isn't designed to be an intercept aircraft, so it's designed to get uh, you know I guess word that something's happening and quick get a plane in the air to stop it from coming into your territory, right? That's kind of the the gist of this kind of aircraft. Um, now, remember this 1948. This is an era before computer modeling, um, and all the testing and development and all that stuff was done, you know, with with core mathematics and wind tunnel testing and actual flight testing. That was generally really really risky, especially for this, because they were testing in a completely new aeronautical concept of the double delta. Like Delta mm. wings were already, I don't know about new, but they were relatively new. They were kind of. So what is double Delta then? So there's, there's the first kind of, we'll call it set of wings. That's the, the center portion. And then there's a completely separate 
wing coming off of the back of it. So there's like two steps to the wing airfoil. Oh, see, I thought that first step of wing then was like engine intake, and that's primarily what it was doing. It it is, but if you note, uh, it's it's kind of curved. And I do see that. That, yeah. that whole section is effectively a part of the airfoil. Hmm. Right, and then it goes to those little I'll call it winglets, but they're the exterior wing panels, and right. those, and those are um, we'll call it more traditional sweeping of the jet wing and I, i'm this is just me talking this is not read off any kind of script or anything but that's that's and that's the thing is nobody really understood how that worked and what it was trying to do was achieve obviously terribly high speeds for the era right uh, cutting cutting edge speeds as well as low speed low speed flyability and high speed maneuverability Relatively okay. speaking, right? So it's trying to trying to fly in like three or four different regimes, well, which isn't mm-hmm. easy, right? That's what the uh, that's what the Tomcat swing wing was basically built to do, right? It, it couldn't when you wanted to go slow. Well, that that delta wing doesn't work, doesn't work that well. So like, oh well, we just need to move the wings up forward and make them more, you know. Um, long and slender and then all of a sudden it's like oh okay we got the maneuverability we need it's oh yeah easy solution not much engineering involved no not much not much at all (laughs) no but the idea is like oh good well i mean this is the way it can work but as you get towards you know mock speeds you that isn't that doesn't work at all and you have to really the delta is the only way to do it so how do you train how do you transition a plane from functioning one way but yet somehow getting into the other shape so it can function in the higher speed regime, right? Mm-hmm. This was the concept, right? That was, I think we can do it this way. And nobody had tested, nobody knew. Again, pre, pre-computers, there's no flight controllers to balance anything, right? So they basically took um, almost a decade, I think, um, to rigorously test um, and do a bunch of flight testing um, and, and really truly put it through its paces. Um, and they, they would go through and much like most like brand new planes, they go up and they test one. That's kind of what they do now and what they've always done, but they test, you know, one aspect at a time. And what they realized is that this plane is on the edge of stable. I mean, much like any good fighter aircraft, right? Right. Um, and so when they did a subscale test on the airframe, uh, it was on a model that they called the Little Dragon Saab 210. And so it wasn't like a full scale, but it was like a 75 or 80% frame. And so they did a bunch of the tests on this. And then they realized after they proved it out, um, they decided to order three full-size ones. Um, and they were built. So this this little, the Little Dragon um, was pretty much instrumental in showing that this concept not only works, but it works well enough to go full scale and, and get some get some planes in the air. Um, when they, they ended up finishing this in March 1960, and they norm, named it after the Nordic Dragon, and they designated it G35, or J35 dra- uh, Draken. The J is the, or JA is I think what they ended up getting to, is like the uh, crud. It's the Swedish... Swedish name, the Jager, Jager out of freaking, it's terrible. I should know that. 
Um, <laughs> jo- Joe's, hopefully Joe's kind of pulling up and he's going to butcher it too. Uh, uh, butcher with me, yeah, make me feel not alone. <laughs> but it, it was the very first uh, double Delta wing. And it was the first one that was capable of the Cobra maneuver, which if you've ever seen Top Gun, the original, <laughs> they basically pull a high G um, pull up on the nose and it creates basically the whole plane becomes an air brake and the whole plane dramatically slows down and then they can re-maneuver the nose so it goes level again and they can basically catch up to the person they just zipped behind um, before anybody even knew it. It said it was the first European jet that uh, jet build that had passed Mach 2.0 in level flight on January 1960. Um, but that Cobra maneuver, now they said the Cobra maneuver really isn't functional in a dogfight, but it, it it really does highlight the incredible maneuverability of this plane. And if you've ever seen it, um, there if you go on the Wikipedia site, there's a like a moving GIF that shows a maneuver. And it, it, you know, it's it's really cool because it's like the jet's flying at you know, near mock speeds, and it just basically turns upright, <laughs> so the nose is pointing straight in the air. And if you see two planes going together, that one that just went up, you know, up and down, uh, basically slows down almost immediately and drops right past um, the plane it's next to. And then you saw it as it's doing that, the nose is coming right back down. So, I mean, it's incredibly agile. And, of course, if that's what you're doing, to be able to get a target lock on the plane that was originally chasing you. Um, that's the way to do it. Yeah. And they said that, again, in, in real dogfights, you end up creating enough of a target for long enough where you're probably not going to make it past the maneuver. But if it truly is a surprise, it would you know, it, it would work. But I guess they, they proved out that it, it's probably not going to be functional, but boy, it sure does show off the abilities and capabilities of this plane, this jet. Let's see. It flew as a capable interceptor and dogfighter through the mid-1980s, and it was replaced eventually by the JA-37 Vigan, which we'll probably cover later. Um, and it, so that was developed kind of after. And then eventually, a decade later, the JAS-39 Gripen. Um, but due to delays for the Gripen, it saw service all the way through 1999. So it was supposed to be replaced in 1980. But because of delays, it, it kept its service. Now, granted, it wasn't like the primary, uh, the premier interceptor, because they had the Vigan for that. Why um, do I feel like the Vigan was that plane that, uh, you had me help you hand launch when you it were was. first getting me into the hot. Did you ever put landing gear on that? No need. That thing skids great <laughs> along the ground. That's good. Yeah. But that and was it's easy. one of the it's things easy to way launch. back. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of my first planes that it was like the first jet, first EDF I built. And the thing flies great. I cracked it straight in half. I glued it together. Still flies. Um, I, am, I think uh, I somehow the ESC got, the ESC limits got reset. So, um, and I never really pulled it out to fiddle with it again. So I got, maybe I should do that. Um, but so ultimately in 1999, uh, back to the Draken, um, it was retired in December. Now it has been exported to Austria, Denmark, and Finland, and it is used for training in the United States. It's actually a pretty long service life. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And well, if you look at the, 
Is it A4? Shoot. I have people yelling into their earphones. Um, oh, God. Now I can't remember the number. I'm not going to worry about it. So you got to give me a little bit to go off of. I know. The Phantom, I believe. Is the that, it, Phantom? Yeah. Sounds familiar. Um, gosh. This, yeah, A4 Phantom. Yeah, okay. Whew, hold on, wait. Yeah. Let me pat myself on the back. Uh, sorry, the F4, F4 Phantom. F4 Phantom 2. Um, that, I mean, that thing had a really long service life It uh, for the same deal. I think it started in 1958, and then went all the way. Uh, it was introduced in 1960, same, same year, actually, uh, as the Gripen. It doesn't say what year it was retired, so... But I remember the the service life for it went all the way through into the eighties, mid eighties, and uh, so I guess it this served as more of a training role, maybe nearer the end of its service life, the Draken. Um, but it is a really sleek looking plane, and I've seen some people build some RC models of it, and it's a really cool. I think the hard part with it is the intakes are really tiny. So to make an EDF, uh, you're probably gonna have to put a bunch of cheater holes in the bottom, like intake holes that are kind of out of out of sight, so mm-hmm. that way you can get enough air to feed the EDF. But I mean, as a as a jet, it's fine, right? But as a as an EDF, it kind of needs air volume to to compress and push. So, um, so this plane, uh, rough specs on it. Again, it went through a number of iterations uh, from A to J, I think. And each one of them had its own separate upgrades. So I'm going to give you kind of some ranges that represents early upgrades to late upgrades, right? Um, the length is more or less 50 feet. I think it it changed length based on, you know, as I kind of put different components in, I think they shifted, it shifted like a foot, you know, over its total length over the different models. But it was about 50 feet long. It was about 31 feet in wingspan, 30.9 specifically. Uh, its empty weight was uh, anywhere between 14,500 pounds to 16,400 pounds. And it's, uh, it's all up weight with all the, all the accoutrements were 22,200 um, to 27,400. So that's, uh, that's a 8,000 in the beginning had an 8,000 pound payload roughly. Uh, and that increased to about eleven thousand pound payload. Mm. Yeah, but and that, obviously to be able to get different uh, armatures on it and increase its capacities, I suppose. Uh, so let's see. It had one to four drop tanks. It had one or two cannons. Again, depending on the model, start out with one and, and worked related to having two uh, internal cannons, uh, four air-to-air missiles. But the last model had six. It had uh, two air-to-air rockets, um, but they uh, four by nineteen, and then uh, they would have uh, four. It looked like they were basically different bays of nineteen rockets, and I'm assuming that those are chaff rockets, maybe, or maybe somebody knows more about it than I do. Um, it it mm. seemed like most of it. There's a handful of small armaments, like the the cannons and the air-to-air missiles, uh, and the drop tanks, and then after that, it was pretty much. I think those were just defense rockets. Um, the engine was an RM6B, uh, and then the latest model moved to a C. Latest couple models. Okay. Um, and there's a picture of, uh, we'll 
you know, there's a, uh, if you go to Wikipedia has a handful of pretty excellent pictures of this plane. Uh, there's a bunch of really interesting YouTube videos. Um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of this plane, this didn't have like an electronic guidance system. It didn't have, uh, it wasn't fly by wire exactly, but it, they did have strong, I guess it was fly by wire because they did have, um, strong, like double pneumatic pistons. And they said that the feedback, the, the pilots wouldn't get feedback. So it's kind of like a weird dead stick thing. So they ended up developing a feedback system that wasn't like a direct feedback. It wasn't like receiving pressure from the pneumatic cylinders and, and kind of giving resistance to the stick. Um, but it would give you something like a linear relationship. Hmm. It was again. It wasn't a direct relationship, but it was to give you a sense of, oh no, you're pushing near the limit, right? So give the big pushback at the end oh, of the okay. stick movement kind of deal. Like a, it may have been a linear rail, whereas if it were direct relationship, that's not even a word. But a, a direct relationship, it probably would be have a more exponential resistance feel. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, I don't, I don't know because it's not like I. I heard an interview by a pilot or anything. It would have been really cool to hear. Um, but that was one of the interesting concepts. Again, remember, this is an age where they were just trying to figure out how to do uh, computer-aided, um, uh, computer-assisted flying systems or fly-by-wire where you were no longer connected directly to the uh, control surfaces by um, pulleys. Right? You were using pneumatic or gear-driven systems. To, to deflect surfaces so yeah pretty cool okay. pretty cool airplane it there's some really neat it's just a neat looking plane it's unlike others out there i don't think there's any other that's close yeah i'm not sure if there's anything like i'm looking at it uh, off top of my head like i don't see another plane that's nothing's coming to mind that has similarities to it i guess <clears> is what i'm trying to say yeah. Did you uh, click on the link to the GIF? Uh, no, but I will. And go ahead and take a look at that. It's pretty neat. Again, it's it's just a. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally, like within, I don't know, uh, a a uh, half a second or a quarter second, it goes vertical. It drops back behind the plane. It's that's following alongside it and it remaneuvers in place to be about the same distance behind it as it was originally in front. Yeah. It's not even like it gained that much altitude in the process. No, no, no altitude at all. Almost. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. That's incredible. That's nuts. Yeah. Can you imagine being the first one flying along all of a sudden some guy does this thing? <laughs> yeah. Like, go, what? Go, so, okay. I'm going home now. More importantly, how does it not bend the airframe? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what? It's so knows? cool. Yeah. And, and so this plane had a number of firsts. It was definitely um, a pivotal piece of aircraft and a pivotal piece to um, ingenuity and engineering and, you know, uh, aerodynamics and aviation. So really, really cool plane. I appreciate Sasha bringing it up and, and asking us to give us you know, get into this model. Now I haven't found a good uh, foam model or a balsa model. I know they're out there. So we'll, we'll put together a handful of links um, for you to build. I know you can, you can get a PLA. So you, you can get a 3d printed version. I'm pretty sure I've seen one or two of those 
where people have made a 3D printable um, model that they can that you can print out and put an EDF in. Um, I know there's a number of balsa designs, so uh, the only thing I really haven't checked to see is if you wanted to build it uh, flight test style. I know there's a couple guys on the forums that were were trying to put one together. I don't know how successful they were. Again, the hard the real hard part is um, making sure to feed the EDF with enough intake. That definitely looks like a Jetworks RC might uh, they, have something. Yeah, I mean, it lends itself to like kind of a flat plate design, you know, like a profiler almost. Yeah, they've got the um, SU-57 felon. And I could I could see easily putting like um, a vectoring motor mount where you control the direction that the motor turns. Um, yeah, so you can got, get high maneuverability. They got the Mirage. Yeah. Jailworks RC, they got the Draken. Well, get, put put the link, if you don't mind, put the link in the show note there. Sure. So we, we can pass that along to folks. And I'll, I'll look up to, in the forums, see if somebody's got a plan they put together. See if they, But if not, we've got one there. And I'll, I'll pull a couple other you know, balsa links and stuff like that. So. Yep, yeah, look at that, that way. If you want to build one, go ahead and do it. It's uh, it'll definitely be um, a head turner and an eye catcher while you're out at the field. I'm sure. I'll, really cool. Um, I'll just throw this one down at the bottom. You can yeah, figure out works. where you want it. Yep, sounds good. Nice. Um, good. I should probably spell that correctly. All right, very good. <laughs> Uh, you know, Fat Fingers McGee. That's me. Um, yeah, well. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, so let's get into places we shop. Um, let's talk about the... the or at least uh, places our community shops. Well, uh, we're going to definitely give you the, the list that has the, the top five. Um, the top five places that people in our Discord shop. Um, and and I'll also read off the the other honorable mentions there because if you you know, but uh, some of them we have here in our list, you know if you're looking for ready to fly, you really can't be, uh, you really can't be going to the local hobby store. They oftentimes have a, a range of Horizon Hobby and some of the other um, other manufacturers, but most of the time it tends to be uh, Horizon Hobby, um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, if you go to other major uh, hobby out, outputters like Tower Hobbies or Aloft Hobbies, Aloft Hobbies used to be the store for flight tests for a while. Um, so they're, I mean, they're pretty big in the hobby. Um, I'm not sure if they knew what they were getting into when they signed on with helping flight test at the time. Um, <laughs> you know, and I know like place like even like Hobby King, uh, we'll, we'll address those a little bit later. Um, but you can also go to, uh, where the heck did I put that? I thought I put it in this top list. Motion RC. Motion RC has a lot of, uh, anywhere ranging from like a hundred dollar ready to fly planes. That's where I got uh, some of mine. Um, and then they range all the way up to high end stuff, but you can also get parts and some kits and various ranges of, of, you know, things that are put together. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, if you're looking to get parts, um, oftentimes uh, the, the quadcopter manufacturers have a wide range of 
you know, smaller motors. So if you're looking for like a park size plane that's looking to swing a five inch or an eight inch prop, um, race day quads and get FPV. Um, they're going to have uh, parts and pieces that are really good. And any of these other hobby stores that we just mentioned, again, go into your local hobby store, Horizon Hobby, Tower Hobbies, Aloft Hobbies, Motion RC, um, you know, even even places like, uh, we'll call it, right now he's a little guy, like One Catch RC. Um, he has a couple kits and a couple, you know, ready, you know basically almost ready to fly uh, kits that you can pull. He'll also, he also has components, right? Um, right. But exam another like Hobbytown USA has a bunch. Um, they carry flight tests. They carry Horizon Hobby. They have another other. Uh, most of the time they they focus on ground. Um, Hobby Zone, Banana Hobbies. Uh, let's see, we talk about a main hobby. We talk about a loft, but the a main hobbies is another one. Um, and those are ones where you're going to find a lot of components. Uh, flight test has all of their power pods are set up as individually purchasable components. And, I mean, I know Joe and I have bought a number of their component sets, um, and they're very reliable. Uh, I mean, that's all I can say is that they're steady, they're sturdy, they're reliable. Um, mm -hmm. You can go to individual... Now, and at that point, then you can start looking at some of these larger guys, tower hobbies and things like that, um, and some, if you look at some of the individual manufacturers, like, um, uh, was it? Uh, there's a company called Badass Motors. If you look in um, uh, AMA Magazine, they, there's a big, big ad for them. But Sunny Sky, uh, any of the motor manufacturers, they'll oftentimes have ESCs that go alongside it um, that are either custom for that, that motor. So that way, when you're buying the kit, you kind of put the two together that you know they're going to work. Um, you can also call, and then that's the other thing is if you're looking to purchase stuff and you have any questions, call up the store. If there's a number, right? Most of these like tower hobbies, a main, a loft, um, some of those guys, banana hobbies, call up their store motion RC. I think they've got a number, um, and start asking them questions. Like I want to do this thing. This is my goal. This is what I'm aiming for and help have them help you pick out the thing you need. Um, you know, Flight Test sets up their pods so that you can buy just a setup. And it's the whole Monty. Well, you don't have to worry about it, right? Yeah. And, and, and the the ESCs and motors, they're paired to go together. Their, their size, their power-wise, like they're, I don't know. Yeah, you can't just... Uh, I had a thought on that, and it just completely went out my ear. Uh, probably just the the fair warning of don't just grab an ESC. Like if you grab a motor, you got to look at the prop you need, right? Because it'll indicate how what kind of props it'll run, and with that, it'll also indicate what ESC it needs to have, because it'll mm -hmm. tell you what kind of amp draw it's, that motor is going to pull with that prop. And you can go to certain shoot, I can't remember which uh, one of these websites has a really good breakdown like a really good breakdown i know in the on the badass i was just on the badass motor site and one of their motors you click on it and it brings you to like a sister seller like one of their distributors and on their site they have a full table of all of the props you could ever think to buy that would go on this motor and they will tell you exactly through the empirical testing that they did like how much it actually pulls 
right? It'll mm -hmm. tell you how much thrust it generates, the static thrust, how much the static thrust generates, how much amps it pulls, how hot it got, how, you know, and it'll, it'll give you what they ran into with that specific prop. Because each prop is a little different. Each manufacturer makes them a little different, right? Some flex more, so they're not going to pull the same, you know, different materials, different thicknesses and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that's a whole... That's a whole separate couple episodes. Matter of fact, if you want, go back to episode five to our motors episode, and I think six was our ESCs. We we talk about some of those items, and when we talk about propellers later, I can't remember what episode that is. Um, look into that because it they really affect how a motor performs. There, you got to look at it as one whole system. And so, one mm -hmm. of the benefits of these companies, right, is they sell all the components, but they still like your lo local hobby store. They want you to succeed. They want you to go out there and have fun. Um, you're inherently going to tank one of your planes probably and need new parts anyway. But if you had fun doing it and were successful, you're going to come back. So they want you to see success. Um, and so you can look at some of these. Uh, call up any one of these companies. Reach out to them. Even if it's like a chat. Just say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. And let them help you find the right combinations. Don't You don't have to guess you can I mean, you could educate yourself and and go the long road and you'll know a lot by the end of it but if you're looking to just kind of get in and get in the air you know i always i honestly i tend to recommend go get a flight test kit it'll work it'll work for yeah, planes of this size to this size and you don't have to worry you're not going to go wrong doing that no you pay a little bit for it but yeah it's worth it yeah i mean and yeah, you're not gonna. Again, we're and we're not. I, I want to mention we're not sponsored by any of these people. There's nobody here that's telling us, you know, this is what it needs to be. But mm -hmm. you know, even talking to Lee, like yeah, we got you know our friend over at Windcatcher RC. Um, again, he he's just uh, talked to us about a bunch of different things. He's um, been a member of the Discord for a while, and you know I. Part of how we got to know him was, uh, you know, bought RC stuff when we were doing the Depron, uh, carbon fiber when we were doing our Depron stuff. Um, and so just talking to him, he, he started to get components and like, he, yeah, it's, it, it takes a little bit to get a combo, but once you have it, you know, it's like, okay, cool. This is, this is the range it does. So you can build any plane that fits this kind of size, this kind of design, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, I mean, they're, they're really good places. Now, one of the things I haven't mentioned, and, you know, these are, most of these guys are, as I understand it, stateside. They are American companies, generally speaking. Yeah, I'm just looking at it. I think, I think they all are. Um, now, Hobby King is kind of a hybrid. They have an American warehouse. So when you buy from them and you buy batteries... Uh, if you're like Jesse, he lives apparently three blocks from the warehouse. So he'll he'll literally walk down and with no wait time, just go get his stuff pretty much. Oh, well. <laughs> Which is why he's like, eh, that's why I go to Hobby King. It's because it's right there. The Which, perks of knowing people. I know, right? Well, or at least living in in down the street, right? Um, <laughs> but, but because they're in the country, shipping batteries isn't an awful mess because usually it's bad. Right, usually it's pretty costly to ship batteries because they're hazardous materials and they need extra special treatment. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so when you're buying from some of these Chinese companies, um, they're like the prices may look great, 
But when you get to the shipping, especially if you have a battery, um, it's not going to all of a sudden the, the attractiveness starts to wane. <laughs> That's what I've noticed. I got, I'm like, oh, cool. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Okay, click, click, click. Let me get to the cart. Oh, man, that price is looking great. Let me let me estimate my shipping. Oh, yeah, it's shipping's that, a thing. That's almost the same price as I could get it from any of the stores in the states. All right, let me go to the stores in the states. <laughs> you know, um, it's not all all that, not always that way. And there's certain components that I have a very hard time finding individually at any given store, right? Um, so I will go to sites like AliExpress. Because uh, they are really good at giving you components. But the caveat is you better know what you're getting. Because there's very little instructions. And there's very little guidance. So if you know what you're aiming for. And their their information is good enough for you to know that you're getting what you want. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad place. The prices are good. And it you know it'll take some time to get to you. But uh, the prices are... are uh, The other half, though, you got to watch out is... And we've talked about it in past episodes is that, you know, they may be knockoffs, literally, from a designer in the U.S. who's making individual parts and had China manufacture it. And uh, they also manufacture a knockoff brand, which is like, oh, these didn't pass the test for the American company, but we'll sell them as this. And you'll get a discount. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if that's what they always do, but I know that on AliExpress, that seems to be what part of what they're selling, you know. Um, which, you know, it has its place. Uh, Banggood, I know it seems like a weird name, but they have ready-to-fly stuff. Uh, most of it's pretty small because, again, they're going to have to ship it all over the world, right? Um, but they have uh, balsa kits. Uh, I have word that they're not all the best quality, um, but they definitely have a bunch of components. You're going to get fairly good prices, but you're going to have to piece it together. You're going to have to know what you're buying. Um, and you're going to wait a little while for it. You're going to wait about a month, uh, maybe less, but, but generally speaking about that. Hobby Kings, similar. Again, they have a, an American warehouse, so the shipping time is uh, can be. If you select it from the American warehouse, it'll be a week, right, or less, if you're in the continental U.S. Uh, they have stuff in Europe. They also have stuff in, I'm trying to remember where else. Uh, I think they have a couple different warehouses. So... You know, depending on what company, where you live, some of these companies may not really be a good choice because they're going to have a hard time getting you know, getting stuff out to you for a reasonable mm-hmm. price. Um, I've bought from China Line Hobbies, CNHL, um, and because they, they tend to have uh, decent batteries, good prices, good sales, and they don't they don't really kill you for the shipping. But there's a number of places in the States. Uh, I think one of the guys mentioned, uh, what was it, uh, RC Batteries. I think that's a state-based one. So, uh, And when you're looking for batteries, I would say find a company that sells batteries in your country or in your region. And likely um, the cost will be far more competitive because the shipping costs tend to be what kills uh, the pricing on those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think one thing I didn't mention um, is, honestly, Amazon. And and some of it is these sellers that I just mentioned have a store on Amazon. So when you're buying, keep in mind, like, who you might be. Because a lot of the time I find that I'm like, oh, finally, I found my component on Amazon. 
which is great because you can use Amazon gift cards that people might get, you know, gift you or things like that. Um, but what you are is in the Hobby King store, right? Or one of these other manufacturers. You might be in their store of Amazon. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's not not bad. I mean, you're going to get great shipping if, you, if you're like me and you've got um, the Prime. free... Yeah, Prime, you've got expedited shipping already included in your your login. It's like, oh, okay, cool. So I'm going to probably go through Amazon, and I'm going to get it to my door. And like, because they'll oftentimes house some of the products in the local warehouses. So you're going to get it even quicker than Hobby, you in know, than Hobby King. three hours. <laughs> right? <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but, you know, again, with anything, buyer beware, I found that Amazon does not have good descriptions. I think their descriptions are oftentimes very lacking, especially with regard to re- electronics. What I love about AliExpress and Banggood most of the time is that they will have manufacturer cut sheets available. So you can actually look at what you're looking for to get the specs you need to make sure you're getting what you want. Mm. And, uh, and oftentimes then I'll look for it in other spots and go, yep, they're the same. Okay, cool. And if it's cheaper locally and I can get it faster, I'll order it there. But you know, oftentimes that's not even possible. So I'll, you know, about uh, every so often I'll buy from those other, you know, those guys over in China. Because, again, it's getting manufactured there. Most of the components, almost all the RC batteries get manufactured over in China. That's, that's where they, it's like one or two plants manufacture all the lithium batteries at the moment, I think. I think that's changing. But right now I think it's still all being manufactured in China. And what you're doing for paying for different companies, like... um tattoo batteries i think like they're higher quality batteries but then there's the ones that don't make that cut they get into this brand and then those the lower quality go over to this other brand so i mean Mm. they're all kind of manufactured in the same place what you're doing is paying for gradations of quality and depending on where you're buying from interesting so depends on what you want to do and I, i i don't i don't have an inside track to these things so i mean i could be wrong by all means, go on our Discord and discuss it. We have a battery channel. Love to hear your thoughts. We do, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, I, as a matter of fact, almost every one of these components in our Discord, not to shill it again, but I'm shilling it again anyway, um, we have uh, basically all the major components of RC um, have its own individual channel. I'm not sure that we have a battery channel. Maybe it's all the way down at the bottom. Oh, there it is. It is at the bottom. Yeah. So we have a, we have like whenever there's one individual kind of component that, you know, people kind of lean out to like, Hey, which servers do you use? Okay. We have a server channel. You know, that's where, if you have any questions like, Hey, how do I waterproof this stuff? Okay. There you go. Um, uh, we, you know, so that way you can kind of hone in on what you aim for. And then when you post it in those channels, you're going to get a more targeted response, you know, but if you don't know, just put it in the general and uh, people will say, Hey, go, go to the, props or this posted again in the motors or whatever um i don't yeah. know if fc anybody like really direct someone to a different no. channel no like, most of the time people are like there. oh it's it's there or hey so-and-so answered it in the motors but here's the answer <laughs> um but yeah um yeah i'm trying i'm looking to see i think that's that's those are the big ones i mean those are the ones that I've ever, and it's funny because I looked at my, the oh, this is a lot of this is the list we mentioned a long time ago. I can't say that um, there's companies that have dropped out. Almost all the companies we mentioned way back in the day 
they're all still major players in the hobby, as far as I can tell. Um, I know that there's a handful of new ones that have uh, come out, uh, like you know, Windcatcher wasn't a thing in the beginning, uh, for example, um, and some of the other items. But you know, if you and that's the other thing is if you have places you think are worth you know mentioning and making sure people know about, hey, there's this is a really good shop. I've used it before. It's always done right by me. Um, yeah, I mean, what you're gonna what you're gonna lack in the Chinese companies tends to be um, customer service. Banggood does okay sometimes, but it's mm. hit or miss. Um, some of these, and some of the U.S. shops aren't any better, um, but most of them pride themselves on good customer service. Uh, race day quads and get FPV. I, I, as fast as you put the the click in the in the cart box, and you've paid the order. It's like it's already shipping to your house. <laughs> like, wait, how did you get it out the door that fast? Like, literally, do you have somebody waiting and they, we got an order, run! And they're just literally <laughs> running it out. Quit chase cancel. I uh, know, right? No, it's not that. No, it's, but no, they, I mean, their orders are, I don't know how they do it. They, they pull, some of these orders go out ridiculously fast. Um, but yeah, most of them kind of pride themselves on, you know, customer service. So, um, obviously everybody's, uh, mileage may vary. I've heard mixed reviews about hobby King. There's times everybody's like, I love hobby King. And there's other times like hobby King is the worst. <laughs> I mean, unequivocally they hate him. And they're like, okay, well, um, I also haven't had to return a ton of things, but every once in a while they'll, they'll get something wrong. Um, yeah, every, you know, it's again, your mileage may vary. So I think that brings us Joe, do you have anything you want to add to that? I mean, things that you've seen or you heard about? Because, I mean, at Balsa, you got to go to your local hobby store or Balsa USA. Mm-hmm. But I, um, the- no, that's... I mean, at this point, I part shopping and otherwise, I've done all my shopping either uh, Amazon or Flight Test Store or mm-hmm. I find it locally. Yeah. Yeah, depending on what it is. Okay. So. Yeah. And that, again, that's reasonable. Um, some of these things aren't, you know, it's not easy to, easy to find. And when you find a store that has what you're looking for more often than not, you kind of stick with it. You tend to go there. Yeah. 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 And I think that's why. And then, so let's, let's reveal our top five discord uh, shopping spots poll that you put together yeah. or asked and then tallied everything up yep so uh if i tally the numbers wrong uh, everybody can send hate mail to joe at aviationrc.com oh no hey now <laughs> <laughs> no you can send it to me it's okay i'm not an all-star i know right i'm not going to get my game on and go what? play <laughs> nice uh okay so top uh so let's see the fifth fifth uh place and actually, most of these are pretty close to being tied. Um, they're within one of of each other. Is uh, I think Amazon is, I think, the lowest on that list of top fives. Okay. Um, and then right right above it. So, uh, and I think I think a lot of that is just people will go to these other spots first before they go to Amazon if they can. But right, because uh, they're try- probably trying to support the hobby. Yeah, exactly. And and I think just if you're careful about where you purchase from hobby or from Amazon, you are purchasing 
into the hobby, right? Like it's it's a hobby store on Amazon. You're not right. just chilling to some giant conglomerate Amazon that doesn't. But also you may be, and that's the thing I've noticed when shopping on Amazon, is you'll notice the the delivery times are like, oh, everything's like three days, three days, not even a day. You know, like it'll be, be there this afternoon. And then there's like, no, a month. Like, oh, I clicked on a store that put stuff on Amazon from China. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, they're not going to. Yeah, so you got to be a little wary when you're picking up RC stuff about where you might get it. Um, okay, so Amazon uh, was at the bottom of the list and only by a hair. And then right above that were the next three. They all tied. Uh, local Hobby oh. Shop. Yeah, I was surprised. Um, local Hobby Shop is uh, the next one. Um, we got the Race Day Quads and Flight Test. Those all tend to be where people go get their components and, and parts and pieces. And that makes sense to me. You, know, you got yeah. Amazon, uh, Race Day Quad really has a, an amazing selection of, of top-end motors I mean, this is these are things that are built for racing quads, typically, um, hence race day quads, um, and they have a lot of FPV stuff. Whereas Flight Test has very limited FPV, but they have a strong selection of motors, especially to go with products that they sell, right? And they have easy to build kits. That's a great way to get started. So a and lot of the brand guys, recognition and mm-hmm. and the people like, like I love these videos. And plus, they have support for all the stuff you buy, right? Um, and the local hobby shop, you go in there. I mean, they're, again, we, we talked about it before. They're there to get you in the air. And if uh, you go out and have a good time, even if you crash, uh, you'll probably come back and ask them for help. Um, yep. And they're, and gonna, they're there to help you. They're there to help you and get you back in the air and have a good time again. Um, because they love the hobby as much as you do, if not more. <laughs> really. Um, okay. And let's see. So now we're at the top of the list. The top of the list surprised me. But then again, I realized um, a lot of the people that chimed in were kind of in the vicinity of Windcatcher RC. Or a lot of what they mentioned is like, I get all my carbon fiber from Windcatcher RC. So they're mm-hmm. almost always on my shopping list. Because if you're building a profiler or some of the other planes that you can buy, you know, you need to add carbon fiber to it if you want it to be lightweight and strong. And so where do you go get it? But Windcatcher. Yeah. So it's like a lot of our guys mess with carbon fiber at least a little bit. So. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're, uh, you know, if you're buying Depron stuff, you have to have it. I mean, I don't know what other way you can get Depron in the air without being floppy. But a lot of people use it because, again, it's really light and it's easy Mm -hmm. to work with. So, um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, So that's. Well, Well, good job, Lee, coming out on top. Yeah, go you. Um, again, that was also just, just by hair. I mean, really, um, it's pretty cool. And then we've got a bunch of, I'm going to list the other companies that were kind of mentioned just because if you, I mean, I don't know if you're new to the hobby and you don't know where to go to start getting some of your junk, I call it junk, but somewhere get some of your stuff. Um, let's, My wife let's, would say it was junk. Well, <laughs> you know, uh, one man's junk no, is another she's, man's she's treasure, sweetheart. right? Uh, right. <laughs> I know she is. Uh, so aside from race day quads, you, uh, get FPV. So then let's see, we have, uh, rcbatteries.com. I think that was one where they said that they, and there was more than one person that said that they got their batteries from there. Um, where do you get your batteries, Joe? Usually the Obonics from Amazon. Okay. Yeah. I've just been getting the Obonics cause they perform well enough for me and 
price point's decent. I hadn't looked much else. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to check out the uh, RC batteries, though. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It, it's like every time I go somewhere, I'm like, ah, it's about the same. Um, Let's see. And I, I'm sure people are screaming at the mic, they're not all the same. And I, I got to. Well, I mean, for me, some a lot of times, like, I'll send a wish list to, to my wife and say, hey, when we fit it in the budget, here's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that way it kind of comes in. It's almost like a surprise, a little birthday party there. <laughs> <laughs> um, next ones were like Hobby King. Um, again, I think some of one of them was Jesse, and I know he lives right around the corner. And, you know, I, honestly, I'm in that boat. I've bought stuff from Hobby King, and I still look there. Heck, we got our FPV goggles. I mean, that we got we found that $35 sale for the box goggles. I mean, mm-hmm. $35. You really can't beat getting to try out FPV. No, it's not like the best ever. It's not bad at all. Um, and it's certainly a way for you to experience whether or not you think you, you'll like it or not without breaking your bank. Um, but you got to look for the sale on that one. Master car, uh, McMaster Car. Uh, they said they, a lot of guys go there. They said they go there for their tools, which I was kind of surprised at. But I guess, you know, you need pliers, you need files, you need, you know, uh, drivers of different sizes. Mm-hmm. Hex, Phillips. Um, I don't know what else they sell. I sell a lot of other things, but apparently a lot of people, a handful of people go there. Uh, Altitude Hobby. Um, Sunny Sky. So Sunny Sky is a motor manufacturer. And I'll say that I, I can click off my my vote into that category. I've been there a couple of times and bought stuff from them. Um, they have really good quality motors. <coughs> Bless you. Yeah, sorry. Um, and then let's uh, let's see. Value Hobby, A Main, A Loft, uh, RC Castle, uh, RC Castle. I think that's. Uh, I, I think it's I just heard a, of that one. No, me neither. Uh, so I'm I'm curious to kind of check it out. Um, RC and then Ollie Castle. Mm-hmm. And you know I know we're missing a ton, right? Like there's a number of different manufacturers that do a really good job of putting affordable kits or you know good quality kits out into the hobby i don't know them all um uh, what what is the one when you're into balsa and you get to the bigger scale they're like the go-to i know tony's mentioned them a handful of times and i can't think of shoot um I, i'm not going to remember it because my brain's searching for it i'll never find it Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> RC Castle's got some cool stuff. Okay, nice. Um, you know, it's uh, so there's that's an that's a multitude of places to go take a look, um, and see. Yeah, obviously you've got our community, which is people who are newer to the hobby, generally speaking, not always. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is you know our top fives were Windcatcher RC, Flight Test, Race Day Quads. Uh, local hobby shops and Amazon is where they tend to go to try to get their either their their full kits, uh, ready to flies, almost ready to flies, or or their components. Um, yeah, and and that's the thing is you know not everybody is here flying planes. A number of us are flying quadcopters as well. So you know, I'm glad that uh, race because if if it wasn't mentioned race day quads or get FPV, I was going to be mentioning them. Is that I've gone there for almost all my FPV stuff. But both of those, I kind of shop it out there. And then when I'm looking at, like, uh, the motors I put into the SR-72, 
Um, I think I purchased them from Race Take Watts. Okay. Because they were like high-end, this this quadcopter is going to burn your butt kind of kind of setups. And I was like, let me go there because they're going to have yeah. a good price. You know? So, yeah. All right. Well, in lieu of talking in circles, um, yeah. sort of repeating some things that we talked about earlier, um, I think that pretty much covers what we wanted to go over today. Yeah. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. So d- don't forget, join us for the sim party. Uh, join us for one of the build nights. Uh, I'm going to be there more often than I usually am um, because of build, build jewelry. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there who can make it. And if not, we'll catch you next time. All right. All right. Well, you going to bring us out, Joe? Yeah, I was about to say, there's nothing else. No, I, we're good. All right, guys. Well, as always, we thank you for tuning in and listening. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed uh, having the discussion, and hopefully you learned as much as I did, because these are some of these places I hadn't gone to shop at, so I'm going to have to go check some of these out. Links will be down mm-hmm. in the doobly-doo. Thank you, Matthew Colville. Thank you, Colville. And, um, yeah, feel free to swing by. Uh, join our Discord. Link will be down in the show notes. Check us out on Facebook. We have a group and a page, but join the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can email us, Matthew at AviationRCNoob.com. Uh, you can reach me, Joe at AviationRCNoob.com, or you can email us both at the same time by emailing AviationRCNoob at gmail.com. Um, I think that's about all I have for the, for the outro. So. Excellent. I have I have one item. If you've listened this far, Uh-oh. that's okay. <laughs> if you listen this far, I almost forgot. Hey, we, we did get a response uh, or or two on um, noobs who would like to share their story. It, it's oh. a segment that we want to start up and see how that goes. So we've got a couple first takers, uh, and if you are interested to tell us how you got into the hobby, what your experiences were, what some of your hurdles were. So we can help you, more importantly, have you can have you help other newcomers uh, kind of jump over their hurdles a little bit quicker, um, and we can all learn from and laugh and have fun and enjoy the the sharing of those experiences because most of us have had those too. Um, we'd love to have you reach out. Um, I, I think aviationrcnoob at gmail.com is probably the best spot to reach out on that. But you can reach mm-hmm. us reach out to us any which way. And we'll we'll see if we can't find uh, find those. Um, but yeah, if yeah, if you're interested in wanting to share your story, uh, let us know. I, I I I forgot about that. I meant to put that in the community section. So that's fine. I also forgot to mention that our last episode, I sc- apparently didn't select the correct recording mic. Oh, so my audio was terrible last episode. So sorry for that. I meant to discuss that at the top of the show, but that's okay. Here it is. We now it's a lot better now. We learned. I appreciate that. We grew. It's better. Yeah. All right. Nothing else. Nope. That's it. All right, guys. We will see y'all next time. Bye. Good night, Nancy. <laughs> or is it Gracie? Good night, Gracie. Is it Gracie? Well, yeah, because was uh, was it George Burns? I think it was always like, all right, say good night, Gracie, and then she oh, say good night, Gracie. <laughs> I wasn't watching whatever that was. 
Well, George Burns was like 104 when I was young. <laughs> He's well, been this show we all know you got like 20 years on me. Oh, man. I hope it's not that big. No, it's not that big. Uh, no, I think it's what? Like 10, 15. 10? Yeah. Oh, but anyway, 15. no. I, our, uh, George Burns did uh, Oh, God, You Devil or what the heck back in the 80s. And he was, he was like 90-something smoking a cigar. He <laughs> was puffing away. All right, ready to shut it down? Yeah, let's let's stop recording. All right. But what that does mean is I need to. What are you doing? Making noise. Making the recording difficult. Could you, For you? be a little quieter, please? <clears throat> or could you she, be a little she louder? Could be, she could be louder. She could do it. I know. Let's see if we can do this. Or or we could or we could do an NPR version. <laughs> Hi, I'm uh I'm your host Matt Allen. I'm I'm here to talk with uh, Joe Webb about our favorite shopping spots for RC. Yeah. Or we could do uh, Robin Williams from. Oh my God! Good morning, oh, man. Vietnam. Oh jeez! <laughs> Whatever those sound effects he did were. And hot off the press is a new <clears throat> new place to go shop. It's Winco Charcy, all your needs for carpet fiber. Now to somebody in the field, so and so. It's hot out here. It's so hot, I can't I can't even feel my brains are leaking out my ears. It's too hot. I'm melting. I'm melting. It's hot. It's hot. It's too hot. Hot in my shorts. So hot, I could do some crotch pot cooking. <laughs> Uh, mm, mm, mm. Now, our correspondent in Mi Chang. All right. Where's the stuff from yesterday? Just, just scroll up a little further. You'll find it. <laughs> no, I went too far. That's the problem. Oh, well, I can't help you there. No. Just scroll down some. You'll find it. Oh, hey, thanks. Oh, I look, got here, you. I found it. <laughs> I got you, bro. Yeah. <laughs>